0: Ready and
1: racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Ah,
0: oh, yes. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and uh, alongside Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. G'day, Matho. Hello, Yatesy. How are you today? Yeah, going well, mate. Going well. Looking forward to today's show. We've got a big one. Absolutely. Well, it was only a week ago
1: we uh, we rolled through a dog edition and uh, there was plenty happening last week and follow on this
0: week. And we've got plenty to talk about. A uh, long time's
1: a week in greyhound racing. Absolutely. Oh, it is.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll check out Thursday night's uh, Shane McQueen final over the 595 metres. So it's... a uh, Always a, a terrific highlight of the year, that, that middle distance uh, staying race and really looking forward to that final. Look back at the Howard Ashton. Mm. Uh, what a race that was. We had a good chat about that. We found the winner too. Had yep. a chat to uh, yep. Gavin Harris on the show. And um, later on today, we'll also be having a chat to Diane Island, who's got uh, Spanish Miss going around and the, uh, the big one, the Shane McQueen on Thursday night. The Week in Review. Yeah, the Week in Review brought to you by Fresh Pet Food Co. uh, Proud suppliers of fresh pet food uh, for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. And they are based right here in South Australia. You can visit their website. Uh, fresh at dot au for uh, for more information uh well Matho, I, I guess um start with the Howard Ashton mate the the final yep. there last week a terrific race um won by Springvale Max 30 and 42 for Gavin Harrison was able to chase down the early leader he's all-purpose what did you make of it all
1: oh well I, I made of it that um you know good judges that we are <laughs> um we've actually we've actually um had the race run before it was run. Springbale Max, to be fair though, was
0: probably a little bit further back than I thought. I think Rex kept him out a little bit as well. He sort yeah. of he wanted to come down in the five, got the little backwash early, and then he was trying to get to the rail and Rex was keeping off a bit, so he had to come back yep. that length or so. So he ended up being I think he had fourth or fifth offense just going into that first bend and then then he was able to get going and um, chase down. He's all purpose. who was brave again uh, in in the lead.
1: Yeah, I mean he's all purpose. The way that uh, he races for Tim Richards, he's a, a sitting shot for anything with a bit of strength late in the race. And he was bold out the front. I mean he ran thirty forty seven his own time. And generally you're winning these sort of races, but. Springvale, Max, as we discussed on the show and talking to Gavin, that um, he loves the rail and really got motoring the last part of the race and turning for home, it it was going to be a two-dog war, but halfway down the straight, Max had the momentum up the inside he went and won, as we mentioned, 30.42 his time. He's all-purpose brave, 30.47 for Tim Richards. And Gavin Harris, he had a big night on Thursday night, absolutely. He got um, Springvale Rex into the top three. Um, a great effort. Um, my, man, my mum's value ran a huge race at um, at good odds, so um, plenty of future in these dogs going forward. But um, Gavin Harris, take nothing away from him. We we do look forward, as you mentioned on the show last week, Springvale Max. Once he gets through the Gawler Produce Series, which yep. is where he's heading now, stepping up to those middle and staying trips. And um, I know we're going to talk about the staying race on on Thursday night, which is an absolute ripper. But put him into the mix in the coming months and it's really exciting times. I'll tell you, the the other one is Rex.
0: Springvale Rex. I mean, if you have a look at his last 30 or 40 metres, he closed off to me better than the winner. So... On, on the turn and then sort of made ground, I felt, the last bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Springvale Rex to get yep. over that, that sort of distance range. Um, you, you touched on the Shane McQueen time on it. Really yep. looking forward to this uh, this big final. And um, we had the heats run there last week. We uh, might go back through those. First heat, how was this for a finish? Half <laughs> yes. a length between the first four. Extraordinary. Aston Alpha taking it out. Well, turning for home, George the First was off and gone. Looked all over a winner. And... Um, yeah,
1: the race changed complexion nearing the winning post, and it was you know almost any of you know there was one length separating first to sixth. Wow! Um, they went across the line. Alpha Aston Alpha, sorry for Maddie Payne, got the bobbin at nineteen dollars. Spanish Miss, who we spoke, we'll speak to Diane a little later in the show, was another fantastic run coming from a long way back. Spring Harbor for Ben Rawlings topping out the three, and George the first ran fourth when he looked it was a couple lengths in front, turning for home. So. 34-44, so still a pretty good time. Um, but, yeah, it was a – was a, <laughs> who knew where to look at the finishing line?
0: Yeah, it was extraordinary. Uh, really good finish. It was the slowest heat out of yeah. the uh, the three heats. The next one taken out by um, – look, I haven't seen any fixed odds markets, but I'd suggest this winner will be favourite, if not equal favourite. Starlight Tyson was able to jump straight to the lead and, uh, and too good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, came to
1: South Australia with picket fence form – Led easily, um, made all the time during the early and mid-race. Um, looked like uh, Starlight Tyson was getting a little bit tired at the end, but it did go 34-23. So I think it's not yeah. about Starlight Tyson. I think it's about Mr. Ibrox <coughs> and Daniels Mercy, who both closed off with great intent, particularly Mr. Ibrox, which um, I know that you're a big fan of in the final if he can f- find the rail somewhere early.
0: Well, uh, and I think he will. Uh, j- just the way he closed off was extraordinary. Drop dropped back from the 700-metre racing. Uh, look, sluggish out, but that's okay. It, it will f- get to the rail, save many lengths, and really charge at the end. Uh, if there's any sort of scrimmaging up front, then look out because... Uh, its final section, to me, was huge. Mm. Uh, really, really big run. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it performs. And I'm giving it a rough hope in the in the final. Um, third heat, won by Victor Grosso. And um, we'll get to the the final as well. But he's finally come up with a bit of a draw, he might like. Yeah, well, it's not unusual
1: for the Rasmussens to be making feature finals in South Australia over the last, you know, 18 to 24 months, with, particularly with these Victor Dogs. Um, he's such a professional greyhound. I think we, we've used that term a little yep. bit with him and he just gets the job done. He drew box eight. He was off the track. He had to work forward, work hard. Um, the tearaway leader, Well, who went very fast early, he got himself in a really good position, Victor Grosso, just just off him off the back straight and he knew he would just run away with it. Um, Howling Hoss did a good job to to run second, was up on speed all the way and Well held on for third. Kinrock star, Yatesy, I know I'm a big fan of this dog. Um, Just, again, his starts are are crawling him and he's finding trouble. Um, And I know he's vetted afterwards. Um, Yeah, just not racing as well as we'd like. You know, as all the fans of Greyhound Racing love seeing this dog race and the performances he can
0: put in. But, yeah, I don't know. He's a little bit flat. I'm sure Troy Murray will uh, unlock the key and uh, get him back up and up and firing uh, pretty soon. So they were the uh, three heats of the Shane McQueen. Um, now, Ben Rawlings had Sister Roberta go around in the Oaks final, missed the place, yep. uh, but certainly was far from disgraced. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ben um, came up with box one with Sister
1: Roberta and you take box one any day of the week, but for Sister Roberta, she likes to get off a little bit. And probably for her in the final, actually wasn't the best box draw for her. She um, just kept finding dogs on her outside when she wanted to go to the outside. And by the time she got um, clear running, which was off the back straight the final time, the leader was off and gone. She held her line, her ground really well and made a little bit of ground late. She ran fifth in the final, which is far from disgrace, considering if you look at through her uh, uh, in running, it's like, fifth, check, check, fifth, check, check, all the way. So she had not a scrap of luck. So I really feel for the connections. Um, Terrific to see our dogs taking on the best at group level interstate. No doubt um, there's a big race in her, but yeah, a little bit um, unlucky, I think.
0: Um, Math, I also wanted to uh, touch on, we've got a a new CEO at Greyhound Racing SA, Bedell Francis. Um, I've seen uh, Bedell making her way around on track and getting to know people, introducing herself. uh, comes from a... Um, a very strong, uh, not only family background, but background herself in racing at, uh, firstly, the, the Gallops at the Jockey yep. Club. And um, then secondly, I think she was at Adelaide Oval before yep. joining Greyhound Racing SA. So um, is there any chance we can get Bodell on in the uh, the next little bit and have a chat and, and see what she's all about and what she thinks about where Greyhound uh, Racing's heading? Absolutely. I think that
1: that would be good. I, I know Bodell would be very keen to do that. Uh, As you mentioned, a a few more weeks. Um, She's been in the job a month, but she's, as you mentioned, she's been getting out and about, um, talking to a lot of people and um, doing what, no doubt, anyone who knows her, and we've only known her for a month within this scheme, but clearly that's um, what she does. And so she's very approachable. um, She's very strong-willed. So no doubt that um, she's a very good appointment by the board. Um, Obviously taking over from Matt Corby, who had 10 years in the job, um, and so I'm sure Bodell will carry that torch on, so to speak, and, and carry it forward. So I'll be really looking forward to getting on the show in the
0: in the coming episodes. it's no, like. terrific. Look forward to that. Um, all right, well, it's time for us to uh, get into the uh, big final, Shane McQueen on Thursday night. The preview. Uh, the preview brought to you by Greyhound or SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Uh, search at the Dogs SA uh, and jump on board as uh, as always of course. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Matho, the uh, Shane McQueen final. Uh, really looking forward to this. It's a, a terrific final as we touched on uh, the Heat winners, particularly Starlight Tyson and Victor Grosso will uh, probably headline the betting but do you want to run through the box draw and then we can yep. uh, sort of shoot through the chances?
1: Okay, so the one is Spring Harbour for Ben Rawlings. Two is Victor Grosso for Tony Rasmussen. Three is Al- Aston Alpha, sorry, for Maddie Payne. Four, Starlight Tyson for Janet Cottrell. Five, Howling Hoss for Shelley Trengove and, and Kennelmate, Mr Ibrox in the Six. Seven is Spanish Miss for Diane Island, who we'll talk a little bit later in the show. And eight, Daniels Mercy for Lauren Harris. The reserves, Webleck Well and George the First. But this race always has a wonderful reputation. Last year, we took the race to Murray Bridge, where Rush's were successful in what was one of the runs of the year, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Um, and no doubt, the Rasmussen's with Victor Grosso will be looking to uh, go back to back. Um, but I've got no doubt, Starlight Tyson, they'll both be market leaders. And I think they'll both be up early in the race. And, and I think they're going to be the main players in betting and also in the running. So um, what was your initial thoughts once the box draw came out and looked at the
0: race and based on the heats? Well, first thing I noticed was Spanish misses drawn poorly again. Yeah. So we'll touch on that with Diane. But, and I noticed Victor Grosso had drawn well. Then I looked for the speed. And I, to me, it looked starlight Tyson's straight to the lead. What... That the thing with this Greyhound is you can go back through the sections to the first post, okay, to the winning post. To me, it's a bit deceiving. So mm. there's a couple in here that, that can run sort of similar. To me, the key part to this is to the first turn. So that from the 595 boxes to the home turn, that little bit there is going to be so crucial. And even though we don't have a sectional timing yep. to be able to figure that out, To the eye, to me, Starlight Tyson looks head and shoulders above the rest of the field in that little space, which to me is crucial in setting up the race. Now, there are some others that can run similar with clear passage to the winning post, but that first bit there to me is a key part of the race. And I see Starlight Tyson diving straight there. I don't see much opposition um, in finding the lead. That said, once it's there... What happens? Now, I take your point last week about looking a little bit tight over the last bit. However, the overall time tells yeah. us that maybe that wasn't the case. Correct. It also had a 500-metre run before that 595-metre run, so I feel like there's going to be a little bit more bottom-end strength possibly on, on the back of that. Yep. However, Victor Grosso, to me, will slide to the inside with Spring Harbour, and Mr Ibrox will flop out and be steaming at some stage. And a Spanish Miss can find the fence yep. early in any sort of realm it's got to be a chance. Yeah. So it's strange. To me, Starlight Tyson wins. If it doesn't, it's any one of four that could. What What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Starlight Tyson, just on what we saw last week, another start on the track as well was its first look at Angle Park. I think it leads. On its form interstate, I, I don't think it can be caught. I think it only has to improve slightly for it, for it to be successful. So I think the race is in Starlight Tyson's hands the Greyhound doesn't lead, then you're right. I think it does open it up because I think it then becomes who gets the best run. Um, and there's, there are dogs outside of Victor Grosso who we think will get a nice run and he'll be there challenging. But there are a couple of dogs you've mentioned, like some Mr. Ibrox Spanish miss that have really good closing speeds and not to mention Maddie Payne's dog, Aston Alpha who, who got home really hard from well off, off the pace last week. So, I'm with you. I'm looking at Starlight Tyson to lead and win. I do like Victor Grosso. He's so professional to run second. I do think Spanish Miss, I actually think um, she could find the fence reasonably early with a bit of luck. Yeah. That you're going to need Starlight Tyson begin. Howling Hoss begins okay, but he likes to keep wide. Um, And Mr. Ibrox is on the inside of Spanish Miss has no speed. So I think the opportunity is there. Yeah, I agree. For her to find the rail somewhere.
0: Yeah. She might find the rail you know, second last. Well, I mean, the problem is she's probably going to find the rail behind Victor Grosso. So yeah. she's got to get past Victor Grosso and the leader, Starlight probably Starlight Tyson. Tyson. Now, yeah. when you're running 34.20, you're hard to get past. Yeah. That said, her last section, the way she flew home, particularly that last 30 metres, it was extraordinary. And um, yeah, if she can have any sort of better beginning, we have seen her begin better in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but that t- that run to the first turn, which I'm talking about, seems to be either a little bit longer or a bit more flowy in, in Melbourne, and she's been able to hold a position a bit better, maybe not from outside draws, I guess, but I think that's her problem. Uh, but in a one-out basis, she can match it with any of these. Yeah, absolutely. No. They, don't, they don't run in lanes, Matho.
1: No, no, <laughs> no, no. And, you know, and you know, again, like a lot of greyhound racing, you'll know your fate pretty quickly after the start. Um, I just think, though, on exposed form, um, he looks the leader, and if that's the case, I think he looks the winner.
0: What about best bets? Uh, who's your best bet for uh, Angle Park
1: on Thursday night, Matho? Well, last week, Jackswell let me down, although I wouldn't be knocking Jackswell performance. He just found so an awful lot of trouble. But I can't go into him this week, even though I think he's a big chance in race 10. I'm looking at race 7, number 6, shall not, for Troy Murray. I think he comes back to Angle Park on the back of really good gauler form. This dog... It takes one or two strides to get going out of the start and then accelerates with amazing. Um, so you speed. think
0: he's the leader clearly in I the do, race. I do. Yeah.
1: I think Claire Town Tina will come out running, which will help um Shall Not. There's a vacant box on the inside of Shall Not. My only concern a little bit is Lucius Malfoy, which I think is the danger in the race. If it got a nice run, it's got enough strength. But I think Shall not will be off and gone. I think there'll be too many dogs in between Shall not and the the main challenges. Um for him to hang on. So I'm looking at him to be off and gone and hanging on for the win in race seven.
0: Oh, terrific. Uh, my best. Who? Oh, you got the form there. Is that the sheet? I've, I've misplaced me my, uh, my form sheet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with who you don't, uh, which is Jack's well. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, the reason is, so vacant box underneath, yep. got wizardry things who's going to want to cut down, in my view, to to work over. Big Gordy drawn directly outside. I think Jack's well is going to be where he wants to be heading into that first turn. Um, got knocked around from pillar to post, as you touched on last yeah. week, drew the two, wanted to get up, and uh, then got shut back in and wanted to get to the rail. I think Thursday night is the night for Jackswell. So that's uh, race 10, number seven, uh, okay. as the uh, the best well, bet, I, Matthew.
1: I, um, I had him as my second best bet, put it that way. But well, I, I like the fact you I dropped could, off. And I it gives me a go, bit more
0: confidence. I <laughs>
1: couldn't go into him after last week. He should be, let, I mean, let's be fair, Jackswell running around in a grade five. He just needs clear running to win.
0: But he's finding a
1: little bit of trouble of late.
0: Well, I think starting price profile is a, is another key angle to doing form. And when when you're a dollar sixty and beaten, uh, mm. I think it's not a bad time to follow up again because yeah. punters are unforgiving. And they, as dro- you, they drop as, off as you have just dropped off. As you know, I don't. I don't punt. So I, I just tip. And sometimes <laughs> they drop off a touch too early. Yep. So I, I think Jacks can bounce uh, bounce back well. Uh, that's a look at Thursday night, the uh, final of the Shane McQueen. We've got Diane Island up next. Um, the trainer of Spanish Miss. The interview. Ah, yes, we've got Diane Island about to uh, join us on the Dogcast, a trainer of Spanish Miss who's made her way through to the uh, Shane McQueen final on Thursday night. Uh, Diane, you've got Brenton Yates and Sean Matheson here. Thanks for your time. And, um, unfortunately, we've given you the visitor's drawer again. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> I sort of expected it. No, thank
2: you. That's uh, that's the luck of the draw, isn't it?
0: What did you make of her, uh, her run in the uh, the semi last week? Um uh, that last 20 or 30 metres was extraordinary to watch.
2: Yes, yeah, she does come home hard. Uh, it's just, uh, if she if she can lead, um, she, you know, she can really run time. But uh, when she's coming from behind, that uh, last little bit always is a big finish. So hopefully, uh, if she's behind, she can do the same again.
1: <laughs> Diane, um, it's Sean here. Just with, um, with Spanish myths, we've seen her draw wide and she's, come out on two occasions. She was here the week before for a 5.95 and then obviously the heats of the Shane McQueen. You're saying there that if she leads, I mean, has she led in Melbourne from a wide draw and do you think third run at Angle Park, she can possibly surprise a few with her early speed?
2: Uh, Well, she has led from a wide draw um, at Olympic Park. She's led from the... uh, Not Olympic Park, I'm going back too far. Uh, At the Meadows. Yep. And... uh, she would have box eight that night and she led easily um, and went quite good time at first mark so um, hopefully uh, she could do the same again but uh, it's in the lap of the gods isn't it but she could surprise if she does decide to really ping um, you know it could happen
0: Uh, Diane, do you have a a view at all on the run to the first turn? Uh, Say the Meadows, for example, uh, compared to to Angle Park, do you feel that they're they're sort of geographically set up a little bit different?
2: I think it is a little different. I think uh, whether it's an optical illusion or not, I'm not sure. But it seems to me that the Angle Park 595 is uh, a fair bit closer to that first turn than what the Meadows is. Yeah. OK. So, uh, but, yes, you've you really got to be quick there out of the eight if you want to lead, that's for sure.
1: OK, so, so Diane, um, probably just crystal balling, where do you where do you think she might end up in the run and what are you hoping to see for her over the concluding stages? What Realistically, are you looking at probably her midfield on the rail and then charging home over the last half of the race and maybe trying to run the leaders down? Or would that probably be where you'd be thinking she'd, she'd land from eight? From seven, yeah, sorry? I'd from
2: think, seven? Yeah, I'd be thinking that's probably probably right. I mean, I've got my fingers crossed that maybe she could really ping, but uh, you know, realistically, I'd say she'd be sort of midfield uh, and hopefully she can get the run on the rail uh, to uh, be able to show her strength at the finish.
0: Is there anything different you've done with her this week to, uh, to try and get that spark early?
2: Uh, no, not really. She's... Uh, She's not really done much between uh, between the races, anyway. Um, she's just uh, she doesn't work that well uh, you know, on <laughs> her own. Yeah. So uh, you know she likes to she likes to race, but uh, so she'll just do the just pot around until Thursday, and hopefully uh, that'll make a ping. But hey. never mind. Well, what will
1: be, will be. And Diane, um, it's been three weeks in a row that uh, we will see you here in SA and it's great that you've you've made the trip and it's great that you've been able to make one of our, you know, prestigious feature finals. Um, do you uh, leave on the day of the race and travel across? Is that um, what you would do? And that's what you've done the last couple of weeks?
2: Yes, it is. I leave about 8 o'clock in the morning and, uh, and just uh, we toddle across, take it easy because uh, it's a good drive across to... Yep. two angle purpose, no 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 hassle, I don't mind it at all. And and the she drive back
1: the drive back's not <laughs> great at late at night. Um <laughs> yeah. she, she a good traveller, does she travel well? Like I mean yes. it look it looks like through a form like generally you're running around um you know, I mean, like Cram the Meadows and the likes of that. Um but yeah. of recent, she's a, she's not a bad traveller.
2: No, she's a really good traveller. She just uh, Lies down in the back and, and you just
1: don't hear from her until yep. you get her out. Yeah, that's it. Okay, now you're you're also so we do wish you the very best best of luck with Spanish Miss in the Shane McQueen. You're also travelling across with Line Seeker. I think you're an, um yep. the managing yep. syndicate owner of Line Seeker, and we've seen Line Seeker here. Um, we've seen it uh, quite a lot with Under the Care of yep. Beck Remain, and so yep. Um, it's great to get Line Seeker back here, and and. Uh, we saw him a couple of weeks as well. He's, he's run really well. So what's your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, well, I'm hoping uh, now that he's... Since he's first run back over the distance since he, in, in this last campaign, because he, he's had a couple of bad injuries. The dog, so, uh, you know, he yeah, dropped a back muscle and uh, did a hock. And so um, he's done well to come back. But uh, he's getting on a bit, so he probably hasn't got the... Uh, Strength that he had before, but I'm hoping that uh, he might be somewhere up the front. I would think that fantastic Bradley would would lead, um, well, and I'm hoping that he can drop in behind and maybe be strong at the finish. And hopefully a place would do fine for me. I'm happy.
1: Okay. Well, we know he's got he's got really good form. We go back. I know it's a, a um, you know over a year ago. He did run um, second in the Group Three Miata at Cannington over the journey and. Obviously, he's had a yep. few injury um, issues along the way. I mean, we have sort of, you know, we haven't helped you much. We've, we've drawn you wide in the feature final. And we, you've caught one of the, probably one of the best staying races we could put on other than a feature final <laughs> for you. With all the, all the big stayers in South Australia are all there. And you've sort of copped yeah. one of the hottest races we could find.
2: Well, oh, that's right. Well, but I am a Victorian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You've won enough money in South Australia. No, no, we don't mean that seriously. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or Diane, uh, we certainly. Uh, sorry, did you want to say something there? My apologies. No, no, I'm, I'm
2: just saying I'm, I'm very happy to be uh, in, in in the final. I didn't didn't know that we'd actually make it, but uh, I'm very pleased. And I just like to say that uh, the South Australians have been very welcoming. So I, I thank you all.
0: Oh, it's very kind. We uh, we wish you the best of luck. Um, and uh, look, best of luck with Spanish Miss in the uh, big final on Thursday night, Diane. Thanks for your time.
2: Thank you very much,
0: Diane Thanks, Arnold Diane. Uh, Island. There, uh, the trainer of Spanish Miss and uh, syndicate owner, Matthew. Yeah. Of um, with line seeker, seeker, Mm. absolutely, and
1: um, just what we touch on just on Thursday night again. Other than the feature final, the Shane McQueen, that three-four race Yates. Yeah, so this is Don't Tell
0: Bluey's race. uh, Fantastic Victor.
1: Well, that's the the open five hundred meter race, which has, as you mentioned, Don't Tell Bluey, fantastic Victor, great race. Race four on the cards: Infernal Nikki plus at McLaren. Yep. But also the staying race. Oh, the distance. My
0: apologies. Yeah. Also has Lashes Manelli.
1: Lashes Manelli. Fantastic Radley, Victor Hayden, Weblex wow. Star, yeah. and Zipping, Nebraska, along with Line Seeker. That's race three, so I encourage anyone, don't uh, don't think, oh, we'll just tune in for the Shane McQueen. You want to yep. tune in early? These are wonderful races on Thursday
0: night. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, well, good job, Matho. Great stuff. We'll catch up with you next time, mate. And thanks for tuning into the Dogcast, and we hope to see you at the track soon.